Hello guys, we want to thank our proud sponsors Ecotech Solutions. Uh, Ecotech Solutions specialise in the repair of laptops, mobile phones and tablets. Use a code FIXIT with not just boxing to get 20% off. Thank you guys. Thank you to our proud sponsors Amigos. Amigos is one of the best Mexican food places in Portsmouth. Use this code on screen to get 20% off. Cheers. I'd like to thank our sponsors Manscaped, uh, one of the leading male grooming companies in the world. Um, please use the code NJB20 to get 20% off. Thank you. Hi guys, welcome to a short Not Just Boxing podcast here with Terry and we're just going to go over all the fights that's been happening and just, yeah, have a good chat. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm doing good, thank you, mate. How's things with you? Yeah, not too bad. Did some uh, training this morning. It's beautiful at the moment. Yeah, we're lucky. We're, we're right near the seafront, aren't we? So we're, mm. we're quite blessed to uh, be able to get up and, and enjoy the, enjoy what we've got. Yeah. What, what training did you do this morning? Uh, did 10 two-minutes skipping. I've got a new rope, though, so... Um, obviously, it's to, to get used to a new rope, yeah. it's like having a whole new partner, really. It's, <laughs> it's a bit crap. So, yeah, did that um, with 30-second sprints at the end, either double-unders or high knees. And then I just did four two-minute round shadow. Um, nice. First round, I always just do footwork, just just to yeah focus on my feet and my legs, really, because, you know, in boxing, it's so hard to be so coordinated. Yeah. So um, just focusing on leg movements, pivots, forward, backwards, diagonal. Um, and then, yeah, went into straight punches. Um, and then the last round, I just planted my feet and had a bit of a punch, punch out. Nice, man. Well, what time do you get up and do your sort of training? What, what, uh, how does your schedule look? Say enough. Uh, so this morning, obviously, um, had a bit of a lay until, what, seven, eight? Oh, wow. Um, Big lay mate. But, like, you know, for us, obviously, yeah, I know. Um, already up and the sun's already been out for two hours, so you're sort of missing the day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, wake up, um, train straight away, cold shower. Um, big fast today, 24-hour fast. Nice. Um, yeah, I feel good, feel switched on. We've got Mikey coming on shortly. Um, obviously, this will be probably released before that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got a good day. Sun's out. I can't complain, mate. Guns out, as they say. Yeah. Guns um, out. What about well, you? Me, I haven't done any training today. I've, I think two days, well, a couple of days back, whoops, I went back to, did a bit of training. I've been off a little training because of, you know, work-wise, I've been busy. So yeah, getting back into training. Slowly but surely, felt like a hard little run, but mm. a nice little 6k round the block. So yeah, I did that, and yesterday... Is there lots of hills on your, on your yeah. route? Yeah. I don't know what you've seen, you've got... So, so the way I'll go, you, you know, get out of the house, you turn right, and there's one big hill that you go up, and mm. you go down, and you go right round the eastern road. Oh, okay, yeah, I know, I know that route. Yep, yeah, and you turn back, and there's another hill that you have to go up and down, and there's that, and then, yeah, there's just... After that, it's just straight home. But it's a good, really good run. Um, it's a good... You know how hills are. It's mm -hmm. a mental barrier, isn't it? It's, mm -hmm. If you can get a hill done, then that just sets you up for the day and, you know, yeah. sets you up, you could do anything. Well, it sucks because, obviously, when I was in Australia, the amount of hills you've got along the beaches is, is amazing. Like, you've got a lot of hills in Australia? Loads. Like, along Coogee Beach, you, you've got, like, there's one hill. It's about half a mile long. Yeah. And you're, you're testing your gas tank. By the time you get to the top, you, 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 you know, breathing real heavy, your how quads are burning. How high is it? Do you remember how high it was? Um... I've probably got it on here somewhere, but the elevation over half a mile is probably 200 metres. Uh, no, sorry, 300 metres. So okay. it, it's, yeah, the so incline that. is it's tough on your quads. It's brilliant. Mm. Uh, but here, obviously, I just went along the seafront. It's so flat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do miss that. You should give a go. Me, um, Eric, Panya, some of the boys, during the summer, we, we do running up Queen Alexandra Park. Now, anybody mm. that knows Queen Alexandra Park, it's... It is the most, it's one of the most brutal runs I've ever done. You're, you're going this week. 
Yeah, yeah, if you want to do it, yeah, we can, we can set it up, we can do that. Uh, we can actually record it, show us our pain <laughs> on, the, on there. So there's that, and there's Butzer Hill as well, which is actually the hardest one out of them all. Um, but yeah, Queen Alexandra Pop, you go up and you go down. And I, I did it twice, but Eric and uh, Panya, who are really good runners, they can go up, down three times. Um, so yeah, if you fancy a challenge, really good to do. Sounds, yeah, sounds good. Um, so. Yeah, I have to start doing that again. And congratulations on being an uncle. Yeah, man. Congratulations to my brother, Sonny. Uh, he's got his first baby boy, so well happy in the family. Oh, amazing. Uh, looking forward to seeing the little man soon. And what, he comes home today, is that right? Comes home today. Yeah, comes home today. Oh, amazing. So, um, so yeah, all, all changed now. All changed in the family, but it's all good. We're all looking forward to it. Uncle Terry. Um, yeah, so let's obviously talk about the fights we had. Should we talk about Canelo first? Yeah, we haven't touched upon Canelo level. We haven't seen that, so I'd love to talk about What'd that you fight. Think? Um, I think ultimately, I think you got to see. You have to give credit to Canelo. He's been getting a lot of, um, lot of how can you put it? Lot of over said that he's overrated. Said that he's not as good as what he is. He's, he's, you know, he's. But, but have you seen what he's done? Who's been saying that? You hear in the news all the time. Really? Yeah, you see ex-fighters talking about it. You see the fans talking about it. But if you see, I see it completely different. I see it completely. I think you should look at it as a way the guy tried to do greatness. He's cleaned up the middle, super middleweight division, isn't he? Mm -hmm. The only one he hasn't faced, and we're cut touching his Bevanitas. Mm -hmm. We've done really well last night. But he's cleaned that division up. Now he's gone up to face even bigger challenges, better challenges. And, you know, Bivol, Bivol's an accomplished fighter. Mm -hmm. Ex uh, world amateur, class, amateur, amateur world champion, world class professional, yeah. and he's naturally, you know, he's what 20, 30 pounds on Canelo. Really, yeah. he's a natural light heavyweight who just you could see Canelo's power, not not hurting him. He was just so much thicker. And I even I said before the fight, obviously I, I don't always call him right, but I did think Bivol would would get the better of him just because, yeah. like we said off air, your size does matter. You like Canelo is the pound for pound best still. There's no doubt about it. He's still the best pound for pound in my eyes. I don't think he's the best now. I think that, that in my mind, obviously it's hard to say. Maybe he's gone down a little bit. What other, what other fighter out there has done what he's done in the last five years? For me, Terence Crawford. But he's not been moving up, facing bigger guys. Terence Crawford won world title at uh, lightweight first. Where he, Ricky yeah, Burns. Canelo started like, what, four or five <laughs> weight, weight classes below. He started light middle. Light middle, yeah, he started welterweight, didn't he? And then he, but he won a world title. Light, light middle, middleweight, super middle. So he's a four weight, four division world champion. Uh, Terence Crawford cleaned up, wait, won a world title lightweight, cleaned up light welterweight, and now he's at well, he's at welterweight where there's a big fight for him mm -hmm. coming up against hopefully Errol Spence. See, but yeah, that's, it's a free that's, But then that's when I would say Crawford could be the pound for pound king, if he yeah. fights Spence. That they've obviously been ducking each other for years for yeah. politics and everything. Yeah. If he beats Errol Spence, then 100% this year, Terence Crawford is going to be the best. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah but until he beats Spence. You, you reckon, okay, so would you put him number two, I'll take it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah. I, I can, no, one, two, they're mm. both so close. It's both world class. I just think Terence Crawford in his fights has looked more convincing. Unbeatable. Yeah, that's the word, more convincing. Because Canelo's come and stuck a few times mm -hmm. against Golovkin, the first one. Yeah against uh, or Mayweather we saw chinks in his armour we saw chinks against um, but also that's because Canelo well Golovkin was the pound for pound king for many years and Canelo <laughs> obviously took that fight which makes him great anyway whereas Crawford yeah. when you look at his resume of fighters hmm. there's only that compared to Canelo's of course it's amazing they've both got good resumes but compared to Canelo's no I, 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 disagree. I think 
when you compare Ricky Burns, when you see who he fought at, he fought Amir Khan, past Amir Khan, he fought Kelbrook, Sean Porter. Um, some of the, they're the names that come to mind straight away. Who's the one? Who's the Cuban guy who won Olympic gold? Small guy that he, he had a cracking fight with. I was going to say Rigondeau, but he's not that. He big. not fought Rigondeau. No. Um, Cuban. At no. lightweight, and he moved up, but he, he had a great fight against him. He's he, he's faced some tough fighters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is Canelo. So I think when you look at the two CVs, Canelo's probably had the. The fight against Callum Smith made me a believer of where he beat Callum Smith. Mm-hmm. And how Canelo. he beat him as well. 6-3 Callum Smith is, and Canelo's 5-7, five, 5-8. Five, it's, bat- you know, it's kept battering his arm. His arm was massive, yeah. Callum Smith, after, wasn't it? So, yeah, it's, re- it's very hard to compare the two. I, I can see why you say Canelo, but for me, I think Terence Crawford has just looked better in his, some of his performances. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but Canelo, the challenges that he's taken, mate, Let's not take nothing away from him. Mm. Loads of people are saying that he's, as I said to you, he's, he's, he's overrated, but he's not. He's he just gone on taking a bigger challenge. And I think if he takes the rematch, which I think he will, I think he'll come out better. Yeah. I think he'll be a better fighter for him. He, he looked, for the first time that I've seen him, vulnerable, fatigued. Canelo actually looked, he showed a lot of red flags in that fight, which I've never seen. Every other fight before, besides obviously Mayweather, He's always looked in control, even against Golovkin, when Golovkin um, did beat him in the first fight. Uh, Canelo was still in the fight, and he still he still put up a good fight, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. against Bivol, he looked way out of his depth. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that's it just shows sheer size over boxing ability. If Canelo was a natural light heavyweight and he was 6'3", 6'4", it'd be a different story. Yeah, different, different but him animal. calling out Usyk beforehand and, you know, that that's... <laughs> I don't think he called out Usyk. He someone did say it. Someone said, would you fight Usyk? No, Eddie Hearn. It was an Eddie Hearn interview. And yeah. Eddie Hearn said to uh, Canelo about it. And Canelo was like, yeah, I'd love to fight I'd Usyk. I'd love to fight him. Yeah, like he's a fighter. Yeah. If someone said to you, Ash, would you fight Terence Crawford tomorrow? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but... but I'd, I'd do some touch sparring with him. So listen, let's touch spar first. Yeah. Let's see how we get on. Yeah, and he can just do... He can be on the defence and not throw nothing. Exactly. That, that'd be nice. That's a, that'd be a great contest. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'd, from, from his point of view, he's, he's the, he sees himself as a king with the mm-hmm. pound for pound. You'll fight anyone, right? Mm-hmm. With that mindset. And he still That's is now. Mindset. Even at the end of the fight, he, he still is. Still like his mindset even yeah. after losing he's, he's still got that because like some people take a loss and that's it that's you know you see their career go downhill but uh, what I love to see now what you always see as a mark of a champion is how they come back and how they perform mm. you saw Canelo against Mayweather when he had that loss and he come back stronger and he come back better didn't he mm-hmm. we'll see what he's made of I think he's made of stern stuff and I think he'll I, I, I body think work be... next time work the body if he's going to beat Bivol, he's got to just start strong, start fast, that's the f- work yeah, the body. That's the thing, Ash. Bivol didn't allow him to do that. Yeah. He kept him at the end of his jab. Mm-hmm. Kept him all- Every time he wanted to come in, he just kept- always pinged his jab. But maybe he's met his match. Maybe he's met his match. But he's, he's faced bigger guys before. I said Callum Smith, 6-3, but no one has... And Canelo spars all the time with guys bigger than Bivol. Mm. Like, he spars with heavyweights all the time. Heavyweights. Sparring and fighting. Yeah, yeah, of course. But like he's still got that experience and he's still got that that attitude about him that he knows he can handle bigger guys. Yeah. Like the fact, even though he's completely different, like you said, like he has that confidence where he has been around even bigger guys than Bivol mm-hmm. and he can take their shots and he can still work them. But again, Bivol's got great footwork, great straights. His combination punching was, 
really good. I, mm. I, I can't believe how um, how well he dominated Canelo. Yeah. And uh, what did you make out of the judges? Oh, a bit bit dodgy. Yeah. Um, of course, the the right man won, but. <laughs> The scorecards, was it? They only won by three rounds, two rounds? Two rounds. Two rounds? Yeah. Nah. Nah. It's shameful when they eat. I think I couldn't give Canelo too many rounds in that fight. No, nah, I think um, I think Canelo won tops, tops, even if you were looking at just him, four rounds, really. Yeah. Yeah. And last night. Oh, mate. What a fight, man. Last night, yeah. So we saw British. British bust up. We look, but we love a British, but British fight, don't we? Mm-hmm. And we we were treated to a great one last night. Boatsy versus Craig Richards. Um, yeah, all all I can say is uh, I wasn't expecting that fight, but I was treated to a really good fight. And to my, I know you said you said Boatsy points before, didn't you? Did you oh, no, Buatzi I said knockout? late knockout. I said late knockout. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought Richards would take it just because. Richards has fought at a higher level. Yeah, I feel his experience. He, he fought, yeah, he fought. Um, um, who did he fight in a, a couple of fights ago? Bivol. We were just yeah. talking about Bivol. He fought yeah. Bivol. Put up a good fight. Could have beat he, him if he could have beat him if, if he believed in himself a little bit more. Same could be said, uh, said again about last night. He could have beat Boatsy in round eight when it started to turn and Boatsy got a bit tired and yeah. and you saw Richards really connect with some nice right hands. He then laid off again, yeah. and uh, we said off air. You said about. Maybe he hasn't got that punching power. I just think he didn't throw it enough. It was a matter of time. If 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 Richards put it on him, and easier said than done. Again, twelve yeah. hard rounds last night. The the pace at light heavyweight was incredible. Like yeah. those two, they put on a good show. And I, I think if Richards did have that confidence and he did dare to be great and just blow his blow his gasket and just lay it all out, um, you probably would have seen Boatsy get get dropped at least. I uh, I got to disagree. I think. Craig Richards caught him around shots, but I don't think he had the power to hurt Buatsi. He didn't follow up on it, that's why. He was throwing one or two shots and then he, was, he was there. But every time he threw one or two shots, Buatsi came straight back. Yeah. So he didn't allow him to throw that second phase attack because Buatsi came straight back. Mm-hmm. And that's credit to Buatsi. But you did see spells in the fight. I think it was towards the middle range where Buatsi did a full-out attack. Yeah, he did he a sustained in the sixth. Yeah, he did a sustained attack and then he backed off and Craig Richards was just throwing the one and he was catching him too and he caught him with a beautiful uppercut mm-hmm. and he didn't follow up on that. That's where you can agree that he didn't follow up with the attack. But was he tired as well? We don't know. I, because I, I reckon taking, they're both tired. Yeah, I think taking an attack takes a lot uh, as well as well as giving. So you, when you're taking punches, that takes a lot out of you as well, right? So what has to go credit to is uh, Richard's stamina. You and saw it, him, And his chin. And his Mate, he took some licks. He took some mm-hmm. big punches throughout. And um, yeah, he was still there to the end. And Boatsy, some people that I know who had sparred Boatsy, they say he punches like a cruiserweight. Heavy hands, yeah. Heavy, heavy-handed. So, you know, it shows you the chin of Richard, shows you the engine of Richard's, shows and you the heart Bo- of Richard's Bo- as well. Boatsy's jab won that fight. Obviously, he had some good combination punches and he, he did win. Like, it was such a competitive, close fight yeah. that you always saw Boatsy edge it with, obviously, starting off with his jab every time. And it was so unpredictable. He was just firing it. There was no rhythm in his jab. It, it just, he was just popping out. As soon as he was in range, it, it, it was so clever. The, yeah. the, little, the little things Boatsy did last night won him that fight. Yeah. Whereas, if he didn't have that in his arsenal, Richards would have won convincingly so I think hats off to Boatsy and uh, Virgil Hunter because their game plan going into that he had a great jab he put it on Richards at times and he did intimidate Richard he walked him down and Richards isn't the type of person really 
to, to be walked down like that. So he walked in stages. He walked him down. Yeah, he had him on the back foot. But yeah, I think you're right. The way he worked the jab, he went back to his amateur style. Everything off the jab. Everything beautiful, keeping it nice and long jab, and every time you saw him jab, then the uppercut. Do you see the power in his jab? How much power he's got? Beast, didn't he? Like this, even just the noise, you could see him rock Richard's head back. Even in the later rounds with the jab, it's, it's impressive. A, a lot of boxers like look at Billy Joe Saunders. You know, he was jabbing Canelo's head off before he got knocked out, but that jab was a, it was a tap. It was a, you, you could see that the jab wasn't really affecting Canelo in that fight. Yeah. But you see Boatsy Richards, like that, that jab is, is some guy's right hands, really. Yeah. Really you saw impressive. how quality and strong his jab was compared to Rich. Rich said a good jab. Yeah. But I think when you compare the two, the two um, boxing styles, Boatsy was hands down the better fighter on the night, uh, which was a cracking fight. But what did you, what did you make out of Virgil Hunter? What do you think of him? As a trainer, I like him. I like him. I think uh, obviously Boatsy, his amateur star was really good. Got a bronze in the Olympics, and you know he's fought the best. But him turning pro, um, you always question. You know, have these Olympians and these good amateurs have they got it in their in their arsenal to go pro and to to change? And yeah, Boatsy sits on his punches. He's got a good jab. Um, I think Virgil's really shaped him up to be a good pro. And mm. you saw last night. Obviously, Richards, he's a world title challenger could have beat the current world champion and Boatsy handled him well and a lot of people we put a post up this morning a lot of people already saying that Boatsy will never be world level it's still early in his career it's still early and I don't think he's going to take Bivol next it, would, it wouldn't be smart for Eddie and him obviously Bivol let Bivol or fight or better be Ev yeah but, 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 so be who's, the, who's the other one Smith Joe Smith mm-hmm. got him as well so they're all tough fights for him they're very tough um because obviously when he's up there as well there's no going back yeah um, so. he has to move forward now, I think he needs one or two interim one or two fights to, to get that experience yeah. because he did show signs where he, he needs to improve like maybe, stamina, maybe maybe the likes of Anthony Yard could be a good a good start up fight yeah. to get him into the world world title well, position that's the thing that Anthony Yard, if, I, if I saw the press conference afterwards they offered Anthony Yard big money to take this fight mm-hmm. just before, but he didn't take it. Well, it's because there's wait- no titles. They're, they're waiting for when they cross paths, which they probably will in their career. It's, it's destined. I hope so. I hope so. Um, obviously, you'd expect there to be at least a title at stake. But then... A world w- title. There's no... Work. The way Anthony Yard's being managed, he's been very carefully managed. He, he needs to be let off the leash now. He needs to. Well, he, he can't wait for what Frank took a risk <laughs> against Lyndon Arthur, and it didn't pay off. That was supposed to be a routine, routine win, really. But he, he showed his his vulnerabilities in that. So, fight. do you really think Frank would want to put him with someone like Josh Boatsy, who is already knocking on the door? But 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 they're prize fighters, right? They're prize fighters. They're to earn money. If you are there to earn a good package, which we believe is, is a good package for that sort. of Take the fight, but man. then all of a sudden, if Yard loses that, he would have three losses on his record, and he wouldn't have any titles still. When does and, he come back? Yeah. And it's you know it's just tough because he, he obviously come back from Kovalev, um, lost to Linden, had a great performance against Linden last time out, mm. but then does he does he really want to fight Boatsy when there's a lot at stake? The risk reward for Boatsy isn't worth it right now for, but, for okay so, so what do you suggest Yard does what is it you're saying that well you I would like to see Yard Boatsy yeah. but if I was Anthony Yard yeah. I would definitely hold off okay so the next fight is, is Joe Smith versus yeah. so that's the next fight that's in July time we believe mm-hmm. the fight will happen till de- December mm-hmm. at the latest we would think 
So is Anti Yard supposed to? He hasn't fought for a while. He hasn't fought in twenty twenty two. I don't think. No, not yet. He's, so he's is, is he supposed to? Off. Supposed to wait until December to fight. He needs a fight in the yeah. interim. Get a fight, man. Get it in there. Sense. Show you have the skill. Boatsy makes sense, doesn't it? Really. It, it, it makes and, sense. And even the British even, public, it, it's already a huge fight. Yeah. Even okay. If he wants to keep it in house, right? Fight Callum Johnson. He he's a Frank Warren fighter. Mm-hmm. Those two fight. The winner fights. You know, fights the champion. That's that's a great fight. You could even have for Boatsy if he wanted to keep active. Um, someone like Lyndon Arthur, to be honest, because he's a good boxer. But like Lyndon can... Arthur is he managed by Frank Warren? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Frank had b- uh, both of them. Yeah, so I, d- I don't know if he's renewed it with him, but yeah, that'd be a good fight. I mean, yeah, I think that. That's the d- whole politics as well. Obviously, um, you know, Eddie and Frank, it's not the best. Yeah, it'd be good measuring stick though for uh, Boatsy if he faces Lyndon Arthur. Yeah, because think... as well, Arthur's style would really match uh, someone like Bivol that's got good straight shots because. See, Lyndon's got great straight shots. Yep. So if Boatsy can overcome jab. that, yeah, great jab, obviously, yeah. as we know. Um, yeah, I think that would be a good fight, possibly, Lyndon mm-hmm. Arthur. Um, and then save Anthony Yard for when there's more at stake and more more of paycheck. Yeah. I, I, I just can't wait. There's so much talent. We were saying today, in the how lucky we are in the lightweight division. Like in, in the UK, like heavyweight. You've got um, Callum Smith. You've got... Boatsy, you've got Richards, you've Better got... Better Biev as well. Bivol. No, no, just in the UK. Okay, yeah. Um, Callum Smith. Callum Smith. How have we not talked about Callum mm-hmm. Smith in the light heavyweight division? Mm-hmm. He's he's one of my favourite fighters. 6-3, absolute beast. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to him. Yeah, why not stick him? Boatsy versus Callum Smith. Yeah, but also I think as well, Boatsy, he, he does want the bigger fights now as well. Oh, that, that's a I big do fight. think he does, like, as in big no fight. bigger fights. Like he, like obviously that was last night was a WBA world title eliminator, mm. which means he obviously in his eyes right now he wants that strap, he wants that world title. Yeah, he's been quite patient. Obviously, Hearn's given him a very good career so far. He's had, he's had a lot of good learning fights on the way. He's, yeah, they've picked their opponents well. Yeah, but obviously Boatsy he's probably itching to get in against. You know any world title? Yeah, I mean, one thing about Boatsy you would say is his career's been a lot of start stop. You know, but he's been a pro 2016. What was it, seven years? Mm, six years? Six years. Six years now. So you know that trajectory has been very up and down. Um, you would expect him to be a world champion now, but especially he out of the Olympics. I thought that he was the most suited to the pro style. Uh, but he's been. I've heard that he's had opportunities to take fight. He hasn't always taken it because he needed that rest, which is fair enough. Uh, it's his own career. I, I just hope now he just goes up, yeah, and he becomes that world champion. But the way the division is looking is quite stacked. The champions mm-hmm. you have got uh, Bivol fighting Canelo pot- potentially. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the better uh, be better and you've got um, Joe Joe Smith, and then the winner of that faces. A yeah. yard. So it looks like really probably Boatsy end of the year. It looks like he'll get the September, world title shot. So, so, if Canelo if Canelo sticks to his route, he fights in September, uh, and then after that, who knows? Who knows? Maybe Canelo will fight Golovkin then, or maybe he fights Golovkin in September. So that'll that'll potentially open up Bivol and um, Boatsy, which mm-hmm. would be a cracking fight. Yeah, that would be so be, good, and yeah. especially obviously now everyone knows Bivol. Before Canelo, unfortunately, light heavyweight division was a bit quiet. Not everyone really spoke about it that much. And all of a sudden now you've had Bivol beat Canelo. You just had a great fight last night. And all of a sudden light heavyweights are booming. Um, so, yeah, in, in the last month alone, uh, it's really, really... It shows you how show. quickly a division can explode, doesn't it? Yeah. 
Because he's been quiet for so long. The talent's always been there, but I think Canelo stepping up and that surprise victory, everyone's like, wow, Bivol's class. Now we see these young English fighters coming up. Mm -hmm. So, mate, we're so so blessed to have so much talent in the UK and around the world at this division. Um, Who do you reckon would be undisputed then at that division? Hopefully it Smart happens. Smart money would be better BF just because he's, he's got crazy Beast, power. He? He's got crazy power. Yeah, I think um, the, the only reason I've not mentioned Boazzi against him is uh, that's that's the toughest fight in the division. And I think Eddie Hearn knows that. Yeah, um, Yeah, but I, I think he if he got the opportunity, he would clean it up. Do you reckon? Yeah. I reckon his age goes against him a little bit. I think he's 35. He's, yeah. 34, he's got, He's just, yeah, crazy power. Bricks for him. Mate, have you seen how we... Have you seen that 20 kilo... Dumbbell stick that he just keeps turning with his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, you're on about the barbells. Barbell. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. literally he's flipping a whole barbell with his wrist. It's yeah, just that that strength. Some people just squat with that, and that's them done. Their yeah, whole body I know. Weight. That'd probably be me. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's just twisting it. Yeah, so good. Yeah, man. So it's um, yeah, no, it's brilliant. How about looking forward? What fights we got coming coming up, man? What have we got coming um, up? <laughs> Well, I'm really hoping uh, Savannah Marshall Clarissa Shields gets made soon. Well, apparently, that's not going ahead. Really? Uh, Clarissa Shields has got another. I saw on Sky Sports she's potentially got another fight. So that fight might what not, they might not happen. For? Well, they, like they've, they've had enough handbags in the audience. Yeah. You know they've they've already confronted each other a few times and like drummed the hype. You can't just you can't get the hype from even the Khan fight, wasn't it? Was it on the card of that Savannah Marshall? Was she on the undercard of the Khan? I don't th- no, you had Natasha Jones on that undercard. I oh, don't think so. It was before that, then maybe. I think it was just after that. Okay, but yeah. Anyway, th- this was months ago. Yeah. So make it, get it made. People, yeah. people forget very fast. Mate, after the Taylor Serrano fight, we need to see that fight. Yeah. And we I'd like to see about, a rematch with that. We haven't even talked about Taylor Serrano. Mm-hmm. Did you see the fight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, Again. how was the atmosphere in that? And so much credit to women's boxing now. Breaking records. How, how much has it rise? I remember during my masters, I did a study on how much the projection of women's boxing, how it would grow. And everyone's, all the coaches back then, they were starting to change. So I was doing like um, studies on coaches, on ex, like coaches with the old mentality and the new mm. sort of, and bringing it all together. And some, even the older coaches were like, yeah, women's boxing is going to go up. So since then, the projection has been so high. Yeah. And Katie Taylor's been leading that. I do want to quickly <coughs> talk about, before we, before we finish, should there be three-minute three rounds? Um, they even said last night um, on the boxing as well when who, who was fighting um, there was an Argentinian lady and someone else it was just a co-main event but um, they Jamie had Moore's Sky Nichol- yeah they had Sky Nicholson doing a commentary and they were asking about three minute rounds yeah. she said her style's three minutes because she's quite slow but she likes the two minutes for the excitement but I just feel like the two minutes restricts women professional fighters from showing their professional side because it, it's very amateur-esque, where, where it's only two minutes, it's, you know, you just go toe-to-toe, you just, it's all volume punching, which is amazing, yeah. but these women could probably look even classier, and you'll see a better side of them if they had more time to not rush, rush the art of boxing, you know, if, if they're actually sitting on their shots and they're doing a lot more, I think three-minute rounds, you would see women boxing progress as a whole. Do you know what, I, just talking about it now, I think potentially my views sort of changed on it, I think after seeing the Taylor Serrano fight, I think how exciting that fight was over two-minute rounds, two 12-minute rounds, I think it's brilliant. Why don't we bring that into male boxing? So I would like to see it more. In, maybe open up a new division where male boxers get a chance or to do two Or maybe offer it in tournaments. 
in it maybe had like the boxer tournaments and maybe yeah. if they had like a five twos or something i think that's quite a good sort hey, of middle ground format. five that's, twos it's a great format why not i mean what is the look boxing should be about excitement sometimes how many times do we see in three minute three, three minute 12 rounds but sometimes it'd be quite luggish and it can be quite boring right yeah. how about if we make it a little bit more exciting like the women's side of boxing you know, where it's non-stop pageant, it's all action for two minutes. Where What you're saying right now is exactly why these boxer tournaments happen. And it's exactly why someone like Dylan Chima is now, in, in the next year, going from your average fighter, no one really knew, to yeah. a superstar. Because yeah. the excitement, the tournament, the, yeah. everything that you're saying, Ben Shalom is, is doing right now with Sky Sports. He's doing it free freeze, free three-minute rounds, right? Oh, yeah, but obviously it's, free it's fights short... in one night yeah. as well. But I'm, I'm just thinking, like... Thinking on the female side of things, two minute tw- two minute rounds mm-hmm. for twelve rounds. Why don't we try it in the male side of things? Can as you well? imagine if they did a, a boxer tournament for the current heavyweights that haven't got a title? Like, so you, imagine if you had Dylan White, Andy huh. Joshua, How Andy about Huey Ruiz, F- Huey Fury, Huey Fury. Maybe yeah. why not? If you want to go to sleep, yeah. we'll put him on. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, Whatever heavyweights are, even Chuck Luis Ortiz in there, he would be good for Deontay a Wilder. Wilder's not got a strap. Get him. Yeah, get two more heavyweights. Parker, maybe. Oh, yeah. Joe, Joe, how we get and Joe, Joe Joyce. Joyce. Yeah, silly. And yeah, and Joe Joyce done. Yeah. Have have those eight guys yeah. in a tournament, one night. One night. Oh one my night. god! Just like the box tournament, free freeze, yeah. winner in the final. That that would be crazy. Can that's, you imagine that, those that, names in one night? That that would be history. That's like you dreaming, Ash. That's like you dreaming and you get enough imagining those fights. You want excitement? Imagine that. Yeah, but heavyweights. Do, do you know what? That would be ama- but imagine the amount of money to do that. You'll need like a five hundred million pounds or whatever to set something like that up. That'd be amazing, though. Yeah. Would you? What would you suggest? Like if a free well, freeze? Uh, maybe we could ask Amazon, maybe or I don't know, a billionaire like uh, Bezos or I don't know Tesla. What's his name? Um, S. Um, oh, what's his name? Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Yeah. Thank you, our cameraman. <laughs> yeah, Elon Musk. Yeah, just ask one of them to put it on. Just, yeah. yeah. Front up half a billion or whatever. Yeah, why not? It'd be sick. It, it'll be good. It'll be good. But uh, yeah. Anyway, let's go back to reality. Yeah, thanks. So, uh, yeah. What, what British fight we got this week? <laughs> we got. Um, well, we just had the Frank Warren event. Should we talk about that? Yeah. Friday night. Yep, yep, yep. We had Sean the two. Nooks. Sean Noakes, did you see the fight? His debut, I saw highlights, so yeah. I only saw some clips or whatever. Um, but he looked good, looked good, one one convincingly. Yeah. Good debut. Um, you were saying about the Franken brothers. Franken brothers look good. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Joshua Franken boxing. Um, um, someone, a journeyman who had won two, lost 86. I think drawn two as well. So it was a good opportunity for him to go through the stages. But what we saw was the journeyman knew how to survive through the fight. Yeah, was it Sundeep, you said? No, no, it was Ali, Ali who we fought. That was the other Franklin that bought Sundeep, Sundeep Singh Batty, um, who, who was really game, who was really came to fight. Uh, but it was just too, too small for the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you see young talent that has got potential, just to be managed correctly. Mm-hmm. Needed someone who can manage them and guide them. You know, you've got some fighters that want to go through the journeyman route, right? But you're some fighters that are like that who who want to progress in their career, um, but they just need that support, and hopefully they they get it. It's a tough old game. It's a tough game. It's a tough, brutal game, isn't it? Um, and that's where it's a game all about money, unfortunately. And that's where you need people to help guide you into, you know, put the money to the side and do something better for. Think for, about for your people. best interest. Yeah, and that's very hard to find in a sport like boxing, right? Mm. Uh, but I'm sure there's good people out there who can yeah. help him. Cool. 
Right, guys, thank you very much for listening to our podcast. Uh, in our next one, we've got Mikey McKinson coming on, so, so please stay tuned. Thank you.